Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Sarah Golseth. I'm Andy Bates. And we get to talk about a little bit, a little bit of catechesis now, which is really exciting. But we also get to talk about it in the realm of discipline. And uh, shout out to Pastor Sean Smith for bringing this story to my attention. So <laughs> he's the one that wanted me, us to talk about this. Thank you, Pastor Smith. Great story. I'm, I'm really intrigued now as well. I know. I know. So, so where are we heading for this? So we are actually going to Indiana. Uh, joining us by phone is Mr. Andrew Gavin, principal of Winnikin Memorial Lutheran School in Decatur, Indiana. Thanks for joining us today. Oh, happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Sure. So tell us, before we get into our, our conversation, tell us a little bit about uh, Winnikin Memorial Lutheran School. That's a very cool school name, too. <laughs> it is, isn't it? We sit right next uh, to the named after, <laughs> Yeah, named after Frederick Conrad Dietrich uh, Winnikin. Um, but uh, Winnikin is an association school that's made up of three congregations that were actually charter members of the Synod. And we're located in a rural setting just uh, south of Fort Wayne, so not far from Concordia Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne. Um, but we serve about uh, 225 uh, preschool through eighth grade students here. And then out of that student population, about 90% or so um, maintain membership at one of our association congregations. Mm-hmm. Um, beyond that, we have about 14 full-time teachers, three part-time teachers, a variety of support staff. And the Winnikin community is is really quite amazing as uh, we have very supportive parents, really outstanding pastors that are in our building teaching and preaching on a daily basis, um, excellent staff members, and uh, really a wonderful facility too. That sounds fantastic. Thanks be to God for the work that you're able to do in uh, with these children. Uh, so, so the reason we asked you, um, we wanted to talk about how you use uh, the catechism and catechesis as a part of of discipline uh, in the school setting. But first, what is or how is uh, how is discipline a part of the daily life in a school setting? Yeah, well, because of our sinful nature in this fallen world, I mean, discipline has to be everywhere every day in the school. <laughs> so it's in our expectations of our teachers and staff. It's in what we, we require of our students. Um, it's certainly in the redirection of our students when they're not following those expectations. Um, if we didn't have discipline in our building, I suppose we would expect to see a host of students entering each day doing whatever they pleased. <laughs> um, so, I mean, discipline is certainly rebuking, correcting, um, but it's also a training, a teaching of our students and providing support for the families that we serve, uh, using long gospel to show um, the students their sin. And then also to share with them the forgiveness of Christ, just as Jesus has called us to forgive one another. So how does discipline in its proper form benefit both the students and the teachers who care for them throughout the day during yeah. the time there? Yeah, yeah. so I, I definitely want to say that... Um, you know, after any type of discipline at the school, our students would act like perfect angels. But uh, in some cases, parents and community members would probably expect that um, because we're a Christian school. 
but certainly that's not the case. I mean, we are still a school full of sinful individuals that are in need of a savior, and we continue to experience that struggle between the old and new Adam. I mean, Proverbs 22 uh, certainly reminds us to train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. And when we practice proper discipline, we're setting that mold for the individual that will extend into adulthood and follow that individual for for life, really. Um, so this benefits the student as they're shown not just the law, but they also experience the gospel. They know their sin, they've confessed that sin, they've asked for forgiveness of that sin, and even maybe are ready to accept the consequences for that sin. And then learning how that sin is connected to God's law and um, that his law is there to act as a mirror, a curb, a guide because of his love for us. And then, of course, like I mentioned, they also hear the gospel. They receive that forgiveness just as Christ has forgiven us. And I know sometimes students struggle to even realize or recognize what discipline is. Occasionally, I might ask a student, um, you know, what do you think is an appropriate discipline or consequence um, that should be uh, associated with your actions? And a lot of times their response will be, well, how about if I say sorry? (laughs) And so then that usually turns into a conversation about, uh, yeah, being contrite and sorry for our sins is an expectation after we've done something wrong. I mean, it's right to feel remorse and to be contrite and to ask for forgiveness, but that in itself isn't a corrective action or a discipline. But uh, maybe, if you will, uh, just a piece of the disciplinary proceeding, an action, desire, or or outcome of that. Mm-hmm. And then also I think uh, teachers sometimes struggle through this too. They might uh, do something like automatically assign a loss of recess or writing sentences for an infraction of some type. But um, I, I believe that... Um, there should be a strong connection between what the child has done wrong and practicing what they should be doing, a learning consequence of sorts. And so, you know, using the Ten Commandments, using the catechism um, and the, the explanations as Martin Luther has given us in, in the small catechism um, maybe helps teachers accomplish that a little bit more easily because the guide is already there. And the teacher's attention then is to law and gospel and God's word and, and the commands. Mm-hmm. Can you, can you explain a little further, um, how, how that catechesis is, is used and how it helps children understand how to use the catechism in daily life and vocation as they mature? Yeah. So, <laughs> I I always like to think of the opening of the small catechism, and at the very beginning, if you look at section one, right before it starts listing the Ten Commandments, it says, as the head of the family should teach them in a simple way to his household. Mm -hmm. And since the school is given to help support the family and the head of the household, doesn't it make sense to utilize the catechism as a resource as much as possible when it comes to discipline? I mean, first of all, each of the Ten Commandments are listed along with the explanation of each command, of course, and and it gives the do not, but we we can't stop there. It also gives the what we should do as God's children. And, I mean, I, I think that's a wonderful tool, very, very useful for discipline. I mean, here we have a complete outline 
all set for us as parents and teachers. Uh, for example, you shall not murder. What does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we do not hurt or harm our neighbor in his body, but help and support him in every physical need. I think a lot of people have memorized that. We require our students to memorize it in their memory work. Um, but from that, we understand, of course, we should not hurt or harm our neighbor. And when we do, we're breaking that commandment. And so if I'm working with a student um, and talking through, through these things and, and helping them to see their error or their sin, I usually like to ask them, um, you know, what should we be doing instead of hurting or harming? I mean, how should you be treating your neighbor? And, of course, this, this meaning of the commandment says we should be helping and supporting that neighbor. And then I might ask a question, okay, well, how could you do that right now? How could you show help and support to your neighbor today? If you had to do an activity right now, what does that look like? And then we kind of talk about that and think about ways to put that in, into practice. And so it kind of becomes a learning consequence of sorts. Um, you know, and then you mentioned uh, how does this help them with their daily life? Well, I, I think, you know, Again, we have our students memorize the commandments, the meanings, and scripture, um, and conversing with them and having them think through these things. Certainly, I, I believe it helps them apply God's word in the catechism. Um, that's applicable not just for now, but also for the future. I mean, they learn that the catechism isn't just a book that we memorize from, or that scripture isn't just a collection of verses that we memorize, but it's rather a book that helps us in our daily life and it helps us in our interactions and our relationships with others. And they learn that they can turn to that word of God, that they can turn to the catechism to help answer questions and how to apply that word in our daily life. You mentioned earlier that the, the broad range of ages in your school as mm -hmm. well. So I would imagine that looks somewhat different from, you know, from kindergarten to eighth grade. What does that look like? Uh, we have just about two minutes left. What does that look yeah. like in, let's say, in kindergarten? Since mm -hmm. I have a kindergarten son and, and <laughs> sure, this, these are some sure. of the things we practice at home. But uh, what sure. does that look like in kindergarten? Yeah. And yeah, it, it is different in different ages. So at at some point, I mean, that might be a creation of a picture or a poster or a song or a practice of applying it in some way. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of times for the younger students, uh, I, I like to lead them to either making a poster or coming up with a list together of ways that they could practice these things and then come back and share with me at the end of the school day. You know, how did that go? What, what happened in your interactions with, with your fellow classmates or neighbors? Um, and then we kind of talk through that. So um, it's, it's maybe coming up with, with something or the other, a creation, and then not just leaving it at that, but revisiting with that child or individual afterward and having a further discussion. I love the idea of a poster yeah. and my son is really into that right now, like drawing pictures and that sort of thing. And, and he's go. been, he's been doing that to you to express also things like that. So a great idea. I love mm -hmm. that for kindergarten. Although that certainly, I could see how that would be useful in eighth grade as well. Just to give you a, a contrast to that, I had a few students about two weeks ago or so, um, where we talked about, um, 
hurting and harming neighbors. They actually got into a physical altercation, unfortunately. And so they have been working for two weeks on journaling mm-hmm. how we show respect to others and how they are doing that on a daily basis. So each day they're making journal entries and then they're coming back to share that with me <laughs> um, and have further discussion on that, how, you know, how these positive interactions have not just affected themselves, but also their neighbor. And why is that more beneficial than doing something that hurts or harms um, their classmate? Mr. Andrew Gavron, principal of Munich Memorial Lutheran School in Decatur, Indiana. Thanks so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour today. Hey, glad to be here. Thank you. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere. Oh,